Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Gellert, Mr. G. Now, please just stop what you're doing right now and grab a pen and paper or your computer or whatever, because today is planning time. Actually, you don't have to grab anything because I'll give you freebies at the end. But in Punk Rock Preschool, we talk a lot about creating the curriculum you love, what to put in it why you should teach from within yourself. All super important. But today, we're talking about how to actually plan out that curriculum. So from mapping your year, week by week, unit by unit, to filling your day to day, today we're getting into all of that. So if you want a new approach to the planning process, if you want to do something different, but you need a little more structure, you just don't know where to start, this is the episode for you. How do you pick out the themes that you teach in your classroom? Do you do one theme for the entire school year? Do you break it up by seasons? Do you follow a curriculum that your school gave you? Or do you teach what you want and teach what you love and make your own curriculum yourself? Now, a big obstacle in creating that curriculum is just knowing where to begin. So it can be really overwhelming without any structure. That's why schools spend a lot of money to provide, you know, a curriculum for you and give you structure so you hit all the standards and all that stuff. But you can do it yourself. So how do you plan out your units, your week, your day-to-day schedule? Do you plan as a group? Do you plan yourself? Do you use the curriculum to a T? Do you come out with your own Excel spreadsheets? Do you make your own template? I really do want to know. Please leave it in the comments how you plan. But I was never a fan of those long Excel spreadsheets that because especially they gave time blocks to each part of the day and ugh, time blocks. I mean, just the thought makes me feel trapped, it makes me feel like I'm stuck in this tiny little box because... I mean, I don't keep the time boxes. I, we teach how teaching comes about. Curiosity can't be limited to a time box. If kids are curious and they want to learn about the world and they want to you know, know more information, they don't want to stop learning because the clock hit a certain number, we're going to roll with that. So that was time boxes in those Excel sheets were always something that felt very limiting and trapped because I wanted to teach concepts and ideas and break them down with experiments and crafts and videos and stories and analogies and teach them as many ways as I can until kids were relating and interested in the important things that you want to teach. And sometimes it takes longer than you expected to do that. But if you don't get that interest and that excitement and that enthusiasm, then the rest of the stuff after that, you know, it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter that, you know, we only teach this for 45 minutes. If you took an hour to teach that, you know, whatever the concept is and got kids excited, they would learn way more the rest of the day. So those kinds of ideas, that's what we're going to be talking about, how to break down your lessons, like I was just saying, how to break it down to concepts and ideas, experiments, crafts, videos, and plan that out so you get through everything and still get kids inspired, still get them excited to learn, but hit every standard at the same time. So as you guys are familiar with, you know that punk rock preschool is all about teaching what you love. And in order to do that, I understand that some of those episodes, they might, they could be overwhelming where you're hearing all this stuff. Oh, I want to teach all that stuff. I want to do all these cool things. But how? So you're saying, what do I teach? When do I teach it? How long do I teach it for? How do I teach it? Uh, and how can I get to everything that I want to teach? Those were the thoughts that were going through my head when I was creating my curriculum. I was thinking, oh, what can I teach that's important? Um, what can I teach that's interesting? What are all, and I, it was hard to fit all these different ideas together. Um, but really what I would just say is, Plan your year by 
take the most important and necessary themes and just list them. Just brainstorm them. Don't worry about what you're expected to teach and focus more on what people are expected to learn when they enter the real world. What skills are you going to leave your students with? So plan out units that build on each other. If you listen to the story of our year podcast, the three-part series, talk about how we start with the, the world of people where it's about community and then that jumps to geography and jumps to culture. And then we have the world of nature, which gets into weather and geology and all the environmental stuff. And then we have the world of success, which is health and government and business. And then we have the world of art and the world of science, which are art and science. So those are like the big units that we broke everything down to, but each unit has separate weeks within it because those are big, big skills, big life skills that I thought were important um, that also taught and reinforced, you know, social concepts, social skills, critical thinking skills. Um, and frankly, you know, spending an entire month on a holiday or a season does not do this. If you're jumping from October is, you know, two weeks in, on fall and then a week on Halloween and then, um, you know, a week on, I, I don't know, who knows if you, but if, if, if your month is, you know, three weeks of seasonal and holiday stuff, there's just not that many opportunities to reinforce those concepts throughout the year with the units that I'm talking about here. Um, I mean, you guys can teach whatever you want, you know, you know how, how, how I am with that, but it's the, the idea here is when you're organizing these units and, and when we're planning, you want to organize them consciously where they build on each other and where they reinforce one another. So, you know, when we do the units on nature, like we can talk about climate and how climate influences ecosystems and how ecosystems are made up of food chains that are made up of insects and mammals and fish. And, you know, you can build, build everything into one another there. And then you can talk about, oh, well, the, you know, some of these animals work as a team and some of these animals work independently. And there's just all these concepts you can bring back from the beginning of the year into the topics that I'm talking about here. And I, I mean, you can do that with seasons and with holidays, but I, I just don't see the opportunities as much. So I just want to throw that out there. I'm not going to, you know, pretend um, because I don't do seasons. I do a little bit on Thanksgiving, a little bit on Valentine's Day, but I don't really do, I mean, I don't do holidays or seasons. Um, that's pretty much it. Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day, a little, a little time, you know, Halloween, like one or two days, not a whole unit. Um, because we've got really important things to learn and the urgency has to be there where literally these 36 weeks, uh, in the planning that, you know, week by week that we planned out, it should be like, oh my God, I got like 50 weeks of stuff I want to teach. And I only have 36 to to get it all in there. Um, at least that's how I felt because there's so much important stuff for kids to learn and really we can't afford to waste like a second of time um, in helping them, you know, achieve their dreams. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. So from there, mindset shift. Obviously it's, you know, I just dropped a lot of stuff that, but that's not even the mindset shift. If you want to teach seasons and you want to spend, teach holidays, go ahead and do it. I'm sure you can figure out a way to build social skills, critical thinking skills and have those reinforced throughout your curriculum. I don't want to make you feel limited in any way. I'm just here to give you guys a framework, give you some structure. But the old mindset is I'm locked into my curriculum. I am locked into this way of doing things. New mindset is I'm free to teach what matters. So free yourself up. And when you do this, there's going to be more fun in your class. There's going to be more freedom, obviously, because you can teach the things you want. And there's going to be more flexibility. You're not going to be locked into those time blocks. You're not going to be locked into, you know, week by week. If, if you miss a day or a bunch of students are out or you guys just don't have the smoothest day one day and you have to, you know, make up for it another day, you don't have to switch themes with each weekly lesson. 
So you can do it at your own pace because it's your curriculum and you've decided what matters, what's important, what kids need to know, and take as long as you need to teach it. So that's kind of another mindset shit. I'm free to teach what matters and I'm free to teach it how I want to, how long it takes me. Because the important thing is helping our students be ready for the world, helping our students find their passions, be inspired, fall in love with school. Those are the important things. So whatever it takes to get those done, do it. And we shouldn't be limited by any type of curriculum or any type of schedule that says move on before that's accomplished. And let's get into our strategies with that. Strategy number one, the whole year. Structuring. So we're going to do one is the whole year. Strategy number two is going to be designing your unit. Strategy number three is going to be designing your week. Strategy number four is going to be designing your daily lesson. And then I'll give you guys the templates. I'll talk about the templates at the very end. So strategy number one, structuring and designing your yearly curriculum. So you listen to those uh, part one through three of discovering, unlocking, and unleashing potential. I pretty much walk through the entire curriculum as a year in those three parts. But like I said, it was those big units, um, world of people, world of nature, world of success, world of art, world of science. And you can have them break. They're fully broken down in those three podcasts. Um, also, I break down how to structure your year through blooms. So the beginning of the year is helping kids remember and recall and understand the middle of the year is helping them start to apply what they learned uh, to different aspects of, of their education and to different aspects of their life and to start analyzing how those things affect them. And then the end of the year is to start evaluating all the different cool stuff that you learned and what's their favorite and what's their passion and where do they want to pursue and then start creating things in pursuit of that passion. Um, that is the three-act structure. That's the, the yearly curriculum. But like I said, and then we teach letters at the beginning and I have a you can download our our full year curriculum plan that goes through what to teach in terms of literacy, math, socio-emotional, and gross motor skills to get your kids just absolutely tearing it up at the end of the year. But what I just mentioned before is brainstorm. Take a list of all the things that you want to teach or all the things that you think are important. So if you think being healthy is important, write that and then start breaking that down to smaller units. What are health units? So we have our Healthy Kids curriculum up on punkrockpreschool.com slash shop. You can get our Healthy Kids curriculum. It's eight weeks of units on health. And I only had time to do four in my classroom, but I was wanted to do, if I had time, I would do these eight, which were five senses, body parts, biology, like digestion and respiration and how our bodies work, um, exercise, nutrition, and healthy foods, hygiene, yoga, and meditation. So when I taught, I would have to like mix yoga and meditation into one unit. But if I had all the time in the world, I would break that up into eight units. I'd spend a week on meditation. I'd spend a week on yoga. We'd practice all that stuff until kids were super excited and ready to go about it. And I mean, we still got them super excited and ready to go, but I couldn't flesh it out as much as I would have liked to. There were more things that I wanted to teach. And that's what I'm talking about, the urgency and not really having time for the seasons and the holiday stuff because there's so much important stuff to teach. Like there's so many things that we can, that we can be helping our kids with. And these are life skills. So if you think health is important, you can break it down to like those eight units or cooking is another thing that I didn't even get to put into that. So um, there's just lots of options. Or if you think, um, you know, I did, I did a business, you know, I'm not going to break that down right now. Like if you think uh, culture and diversity is very important, you can do a, I mean, you could do a unit on each continent and what the culture and diversity is like in that content and in that continent. We we did a travel unit and broke that from community to travel and geography into diversity and culture in the next unit. So each thing was building on itself, which that's kind of what we're going to be talking about right here in strategy two. 
So once you have your long list of all the units that you want to teach and all the things that you think are important for kids to know, life skills that are important, not just academic skills, not just, oh, they need to learn how to read, but like, why do they need to learn how to read? What are they going to do with that reading skill in the world? So think about how all these units fit together, which that's what we're about to talk about right now. But at first, just list things that you think your students need to know, things that you want to teach, that you're passionate about. Get as long of a list as you can. Anything that you would think is fun to teach. And then we're going to start organizing them and leading them into one another. So I'll give you an overview real fast. In my year, we started with unit on school, and then we went to leadership and teamwork. And from there, we transitioned from that idea of teamwork into community and the idea of our school being a community too. And then from community, we jumped up from geography into culture. And then from there, we went into, now we're talking about the whole world. And then we went into like learning is all around us even more so because of the weather, because of geology, because of plants and animals and ecosystems. And then from there, we talked about recycling and pollution and how this is a problem and how we can change the world and make a difference. And from recycling and pollution, we're talking about having a healthy world. We also want a healthy body. So we moved into our health unit. Then we moved into our civics unit because we talked about freedom, saying just because food is unhealthy doesn't mean we want the police coming in and looking, you know, looking in our refrigerator for chocolate and throwing us in jail if we have chocolate in there because it's unhealthy. We should have the freedom to eat unhealthy food, even if it's bad, and even we probably shouldn't eat unhealthy food, we should still have the freedom to do it. So we take that and move that into civics and you know, influencing and impacting the world in a big way through government, and then we move that into business and entrepreneurship. And then from entrepreneurship, we make our own music videos with Punk Rock Preschool, which leads into art. And then from art, we lead into art and science, which I just think is fun to do right and left brain at the same time, get them both firing, show you that creativity and logic go hand in hand. But if you notice, every single thing builds on itself. And when we're talking about being healthy, we can always refer back to how we want a healthy community and how leaders are healthy and how we like look at it, look at a team of uh, of of athletes. They're all healthy. So you can tie health back into all those different units as well as having a healthy planet. You, When you're talking about business, you could say, oh, you want to start a business? Like you could start a school or you could start a travel company. You could start, uh, you know, a, a conservatory for animals or you could be an activist. Uh, all these different things, you know, or art, you know, draw us a picture of the, your favorite thing you learned all year. You can tie every single unit here back to one another. And when you do this in your classroom, I'm sure you could think of, think of similar ways to do it. So you might think starting the year, you want to do units on, you know, community helpers and introduction to school and do those teamwork kind of units. And then from there, you know, where do you want to transition? Do you want to go to outer space? Do you want to do whatever you want to do? It's your year. Schedule it how you want. Um, because there's certainly times where it's like, you know, if I had, I like doing outer space at the very end of the year, but maybe your curriculum says do outer space in week six. But it's like, well, if I do outer space in week 30, then my students will be so much further along in the year that they can learn so much more. They can comprehend and, and get the concepts way better. So organize your year based on how, how high the level topics are, how much they need to know, and how high their critical thinking skills need to be so you can get the most out of those lessons. And also just kind of a transition, a natural transition, like how I just laid it out for you, or I mean, you could do random week by week by week, but I really do think it's important when you're designing a unit to kind of have an umbrella of the ideas that it's under. Um, like if you're going to do a unit on animals, do a week on each different animal. If you're going to do a unit on the environment, you know, spend, spend a week on habitats and spend a week on food chains, or you can mix them all together. Like I did mammals and food chains in one week and fish and pollution in another week, because again, 
I didn't have time to teach pollution as a separate unit or fish as a separate unit. I had to mix them together because there was such urgency and I had so many important things that I wanted to teach my students. So again, brain list all the important things that you brainstorm, brain list, make a list, brainstorm all the important things that you want to teach and then start just grouping them into similar ideas. Start categorizing them. And if you need any help with that, you can send me a raw list. I will be happy. I actually love organizing stuff like that. It's, it's something that I really like doing. So if you're having a hard time organizing it, or you need some more ideas, please email me, info at punkrockpreschool.com or punkrockpreschool at gmail.com. Uh, I'll get back to you and I'll help you out creating whatever curriculum you want to create. I'm here for y'all. That is one of the biggest things. I'll say it over and over and over again because sometimes this stuff, you know, I don't know how great I'm always explaining it if it's coming to life. I hope it's coming to life for y'all. But if it's not, just email me and I'm happy to, to walk you through as, uh, as detailed as it needs to be or as simple as it needs to be. So anything you need, to structure those units. Once you have your long list of, of things you want to teach, I'm here for you. Strategy number three is structuring your week. So we just went over the whole year and then how to break that into units. I broke mine into nine week units um, because we, you know, we had a 36 week school year, which I think everybody kind of does in a sense um, because that's 180 days. Anyway, strategy number three, structuring the week by week, structuring the week's theme. So each week, I had questions and words of the day. And I think this is probably, I mean, this is my format. I'm trying to give you guys as many tools as I can. I can't speak to what works for other people. This is what worked for me. And I don't want to speculate and say, oh, I, I think this will work for other people or it might work for you. Um, this is what worked for me. And, you know, each day was a question and a word of the day. So we were having high level vocabulary. We were uh, getting rid of that vocabulary achievement gap that exists that's so dramatic and so terrible. So, you know, huge points have that high, high level vocabulary word each day, and then a critical thinking open-ended question each day, and they were all focused around each week's themes, and then we did experiments or crafts or, you know, I had YouTube playlists with awesome videos to reinforce and to just inspire and to get kids excited and help them experience what we are learning and help them experience that it's awesome. So you got to give them as many opportunities as you can to create that wow, cool effect. Make them say, wow, cool. So... Throughout the week, you know, show them those awesome videos, do exercises with them, do things that are, you know, model, uh, demonstrate, you know, demonstrate whatever you're learning. If you're talking about how plants, we're putting out a unit on plants this week. Uh, if you check out our teacher pay teacher store, I'll leave, I'll leave a link in the show notes. There's a unit on plants that, that we just released. And like one of the, I think on Tuesday we talked about roots and I put in the, in the scripted hook that I write for each lesson that one thing, this is what I would do is I would stand there and act like I was stuck to the ground. Like the, like I had roots and I was stuck to the ground and the kids couldn't move me. Or maybe I would get on my knees so they actually really couldn't move me. And I'd say, try to push me down like I'm a tree. You know, try to push me down. And, you know, you, you just, you kind of got to fight it back. You know, don't let them push you down. But you show them that roots keep you stuck to the ground. And they're experiencing that. So even though I'm not using any resources, any crafts, any outside help, just, you know, getting on the ground and, and having, a, you know, having my kids try to push me and move me. Um, just by doing that, if you do that, like, you're going to teach them what roots are. They're going to remember, oh, roots, that's when, that's when Mr. G was stuck to the ground. So it's things like that where it's not even, you know, you don't have to show them a picture of a tree with roots or go out and, like, dig up roots from a tree, although that would probably help too. Um, you can do something as simple as that where you're just standing there and... Uh, you are demonstrating a concept or demonstrating an idea or a vocabulary word or a question of the day to help them help your students really 
internalize it and learn it and make it fun for them, help them experience what you are learning. So that's what the week's theme should all be about. Centered around that word of the day and the question of the day, which is like, you know, that's like the focal point of each day. And then from there, find as many crafts, as many different things as you can to build around the week's theme. And another thing that we did is we would always have a job for each theme. So students had a path. They had a outlet if they loved what we were learning. If we're learning about plants, you know, you could see that we have a botanist poster. So if you love plants, if you love flowers, you can be a botanist when you grow up. If you love fish, you can be a marine biologist. If you love dinosaurs, you can be a paleontologist. If you love health, you can be a doctor or a pediatrician. So you give them outlets to say, oh, I do like this. And wait, there's, I can use what I'm learning to, you know, achieve my dreams, to, to have a happy job where I get to do something fun, something that I'm finding fun right now. I can make this my job. That's pretty awesome. So you show them those opportunities. And so you structure the week around a theme with a job. And then each day is a question and word of the day. Within the structure of the question and word of the day, I'll, I'll just go through my daily lessons. Strategy number four is structuring a day's lesson. Um, and you guys don't have to do this at all. You could follow your own, your own structure. Again, I'm just putting it out there. This is how I did it. So if you've ever listened to one of these podcasts and wondered, okay, well, how did he teach kids about entrepreneurship? Or how did he, you know, how did he plan his year so he was able to teach all those crazy things that are in that, that freebie curriculum? Well, here's how I did it. So I hope that it's useful for you. And if you were able to do incredible things in your classroom, please share that too, because I love hearing innovative and different teacher ideas. Um, most of the time, they're super inspiring. Actually, all the time, they are super inspiring. So here's the, stru the structure of how I would do a day is I'd usually get into school. School would start at eight. I'd usually get into school around 6.30, 6:45, um, because I like, because I would get out of school, you know, as soon as it was over. Um, so I like, I like, I'm a morning person. I like doing work in the morning, but you could take that hour and a half or whatever, or less time. Maybe it takes you less time uh, to set up. You could do that in the afternoon after school or in the morning. So I would get in early to set up, and you know, dance to some music and stuff. Start my day off right. Uh, so students would then come in at eight, put their homework folders in the box hang up their jackets, hang up their bags, and then we get started on morning work, which would be either like a craft or uh, tracing with Expo markers on laminated paper or reading or something individualized where if I knew certain kids needed help with a specific letter, I might give them that letter to work on. Or if I need a table needed help with onset or um, just phoneme segmenting, I might give them a phoneme segmenting activity or, you know, puzzles, whatever. You can mix it up throughout all the different, you know, I had table, like table games kind of stuff. So each table could be doing something different or they could be doing the same, but they worked on that until, until they finished whatever it was that they had to do. Um, and then they could go to center. So sometimes kids would take, you know, an hour in the morning coloring something or, um, or writing their names, you know, one time, but other, you know, other days they would take two minutes. So it, it's really up to them and it puts, it puts it on them where, you know, you can go to centers whenever you feel, you know, whenever you get done your work, um, and I would never give them more than, I mean, if I gave them more than like 20, 30 minutes of morning work, then it would end up, uh, I would just push centers, centers even longer to make up for the time. And that's a big thing too, with the structure of your day is not having those time blocks and not being trapped into oh, morning work took longer than I wanted to today. So I have to give them more time at centers, which means we're not getting to the carpet until after lunch. Like then it's a mess. Then that's what happens when you have those block schedules, because you start cutting stuff out of your day instead of trying to fit the important things in that you know the question of the day, where are the day, the stuff that you're, you know, everything's structured around, get that stuff in there. That's important. So let me, let me go through morning work. Then you go to centers 
and then carpet time. Endurance centers you can assess or you can play or you can prepare, whatever you want to do. Carpet time where you do the question of the day and the word of the day. You do your hook. Um, then we do some brain breaks and songs while we're on the carpet. And we're, you know, we might go back to our chairs and do a, uh, a craft at that time or do an activity at our chairs. But that's when you're doing your literacy and your math practice. So that's when I was doing it. Then lunch. Um, come back from lunch, go to the bathroom. And my room was literally, we didn't have a bathroom in our room. So if you do, that's awesome. My room was right outside the bathroom. So I could just leave the door open and send students and they would come right back. Um, you might have to take your class full stop to the bathroom. If that's the case, there's going to be a little less time in the day. So, I mean, try to get them, uh, I don't know what the legality is in, in your state. It's different in different states, but try to get them potty trained and ready to go. So then they, so bathroom break, recess, then we come back in, do read aloud, and then my first two years, we would have nap time right there, but my last year, because of the urgency and because of how much we were learning, and the kids never napped, it would just end up being really frustrating for, for me trying to get them to nap when they were just talking the whole time. So instead of nap time, we used this time pretty much however we needed it. So if the morning work ran long or centers ran long and we needed extra carpet time because we missed it, that's when I used this kind of time right here, and then... Our day ended with specials and then dismissal right after specials. That was the schedule last year. Um, but make it work for you. That was my routine, but it was really flexible. That's the main point that I want you to take away is that I had an idea. I had a schedule. Kids knew what was coming, but it wasn't like, but they don't need it on a timer. Like they just know that this comes after this, that this comes after this, this comes before that. Like they, and then they anticipate it. So they say like, I would have students walk into school and be like, you know, we'd, we'd come to the carpet and they'd be like, oh, question of the day, word of the day, can't wait. Like, what's the word of the day? I even have one, one student, Javion, who could basically read anything. He, he was reading sight words and, and I mean, way, way bigger than sight words because he would read the vocabulary words off the board. Like, I'd say, does anyone remember yesterday's word? And he would just look at it and be like, oh, uh, symbiosis. It's like, dude, that's a really tough word to read, man. Um, but he like couldn't wait to be like, oh, we're learning about symbiosis today. Or he would start reading my agenda that I had on the board, uh, which was mostly for myself. I mean, it's for the kids too, but you know, it was written for myself. And he would start reading the agenda and be like, oh, we're learning this letter. And then we're doing rhymes. And then we're doing, and so it was like, but he was getting other kids excited about it. He was like, oh, guys, guess what we're doing today? We're doing this, we're doing that. So when you have a schedule, all you need is that schedule of here's how things are playing out and let them know like, you know, this is the gen general schedule of the day, but give yourself flexibility. That's, that's the biggest thing is when you create your own curriculum, you say, this is the important stuff that I have to hit. Here's the stuff that I don't necessarily really have to hit. When you're using somebody else's, it's a lot harder to make that call. And also, uh, I've said this before, but when you use someone else's curriculum, that's like studying for the test with somebody else's notes. Like you would never study for a test using a stranger's notes, but we go in and teach, which is a more like personalized thing than taking a test. And it needs to come from more within yourself than just, you know, uh, reading notes or whatever, you know, like you could read anybody's notes really, although it wouldn't be useful. If you go in and like read someone else's script for how to teach a lesson, like that's, I, I don't think that's useful at all. I think that's really difficult. Like you wouldn't use someone else's notes for a test. So why would you use someone else's curriculum for teaching when it's such a more coming from within yourself thing than sitting down and writing a piece of paper? Strategy number five, create your own template or find one that you like. So I'll put my templates. That's the freebie. Please go to punkrockpreschool.com slash 016 and get our freebie, which is a template for you to fill out your unit plan to fill out your 36 weeks uh, broken down into little nine-week units. And then I'll put my lesson plan up there, which is kind of kind of a weird template, um, but 
I think that your template, your lesson plan should be made for you. I don't think that they should be bogged down in common core letters and numbering. I think they should be able to, you should look at your lesson and know right away what you're teaching, what you need to teach, where it's at. You don't need to read through all those dots and ccss.123. You know, you don't need all that stuff. It, it doesn't make you a better teacher. It actually gets you flustered and gets you off. I mean, at least I'll speak for myself, you know, gets me off topic trying to, you know, get in the middle of a lesson and find where I'm supposed to be on this convoluted, wordy Excel uh, spreadsheet document. Find a, find a lesson plan that works for you. Like, if it just says word of the day, question of the day, you know, or if it just says, like, here's a bunch, just here's a list of crafts that I want to do today. Like, and I want to teach this letter, and I want to do this, and I want to hit rhymes. Just, even if it's just a list, like, Make that for yourself. Make a template that fits your style that you can look at and know exactly what you're teaching and know exactly where you're at in the day. Um, don't get bogged down in that Common Core stuff. Um, and in, in the uh, templates, I also have a checklist for kindergarten Common Core standards where all you have to do is say, oh, we're learning letters, check the box, and it has it linked with a, uh, with a footnote to the Common Core standards. So it says learning letters, and there's a checkbox, and you just check it. And then on another page, it will say, you know, that'll have one footnote, and on another page, that one will be matched up with the with the CCSS125, blah, 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 you know, stuff that, that I don't want to ever see on my lesson plan when I'm talking to students. And I'm sure you don't want to see, see it either. It's a, it's like the least creative fun thing in the world is those standards are, I mean, just the, the lettering of them. So avoid that, get it out of your way and keep the flow of your lesson, fit your style, find a template that works for you. Maybe my templates will work for you. Maybe they won't, but maybe there'll be a jumping off point for an idea. Again, do your own thing. Be the teacher you want to be. Actionable next steps. Brainstorm all the things you want to teach. Make that long, long list. What are the essentials? And then start thinking about when they should go in the year. So if you're teaching kids about teamwork, don't save teamwork for the last week of the year. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'd probably teach it very early so you can reinforce that all the time and go back to it and use it as a cultural tool to be talking about teamwork in the classroom. And so you can say, we learned about this. Is this how a team acts if they're not acting like a team? Those kinds of things. Because when you can go back and reflect upon certain topics um, and reinforce them by what you're learning now or what you're learning uh, as, as the year goes on and how they build on stuff that you learned in the past, one, it makes you learn all the stuff in the past way better. And two, it, it gives you a tool to, you know, if you need to have them be better teamworks or be better leaders or whatever, you've talked about that already. You don't have to explain it again at the end of the year. You can reference it and and apply it to the situation. So that actually helps them learn about teamwork or leadership better. And those are just a few examples. Uh, last actionable step, download the freebie templates and see if they help you organize these things out. So write out your whole list of all the stuff you want to teach and then download those templates and start filling them in. And from all this, your school year is going to be more comprehensive. Everything is going to be building on each other and reinforced and related. And as a result, you're going to get a lot higher level thinking and you are going to feel fun and free and flexible. And your planning is going to be planning for success because you've got that intentionality. You've got that urgency where you recognize that here's all the important things that, it, that a child can learn that I would want a well-equipped you know, kid, person to know. What, what is a, what a well-equipped person would know? Think of all that and then start planning it into your curriculum and you'll realize that there is so much urgency. There's no time for two weeks on seasons. There's there's no time for uh, for every single holiday to get its own own week of lessons, um, but that's fine because there's so much time for all this awesome 
awesome, cool stuff that you are going to be teaching that you want to teach. Major takeaways, what to do, start planning the way you want. Be free to plan your day. Be free to plan your week. Be free to, be free to plan your year and to teach your students. So how you can do that, I try to just give you guys a ton of guidelines or make your own guidelines. I try to just give you guys, have the courage, have the confidence to go forth and do your own thing. I know it can be a little scary. I hope I gave you a good structure here. Um, I'm here for y'all, whatever you need. It's really coming from within you. That's what the curriculum always is. And even down to the planning, like it's still up to you how to organize it. I can't tell you to organize, to teach X, Y, and Z and organize it this way. Like it's got to come from with you. It's got to be your values, what you think is important and build that momentum throughout the year. Um, you know, that, the outer space example is a good one because some teachers might want to get kids super fascinated about outer space because it's so cool, get them excited about learning early in the year. And it's also like a really high level thing that you can explain a lot better towards the end of the year. So I grappled with that because I love outer space. So it's up to you. It really is. My way is not the right way. It's a way that worked very, very well for me. Um, and I hope it can work well for you, but it's just guidelines. Make your own is the way to really do it. And you, I hope, like I said, I hope this gives you the confidence and the courage that you can do this on your own. Cause I mean, you know, I just, I, I just jumped in with both feet and, and, uh, and it worked and it worked out okay. So I really do believe that when you just bring it out from within yourself, no matter who you are, that's that's one of the biggest secrets to to education. And the fact that we're asked to teach from someone else's curriculum is one of the biggest things that's holding us back. So another thing for you, flexibility, freedom, fun. And then you get to teach what you love and be the teacher you want to be. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to our email list to get all the updates for Punk Rock Preschool and to receive those unit and lesson plan templates. Go to punkrockpreschool.com slash 016. Download the freebie right now. Please leave us ratings, comments, thoughts below. If there's anything you want me to discuss on future episodes, please reach out and let's work together to change the world one classroom at a time. Until next time, keep rocking.